0: And welcome to the road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. And I want to thank you all for listening to another episode of Road to Damascus. Before we uh, get the show started, I just want to tell you how you can participate in the show. You can participate by reaching us on our social media outlets. We're on Instagram as well as Twitter. That's Road to Damascus. That's Road the number two Damascus. And that is on Instagram as well as Twitter. And if you'd like to directly reach out to the show, you can email us at Road to Damascus. That's Road, the number two, Damascus at iCloud.com. We would love any feedback, any show topics or any discussions you'd like to have. Or you just love to uh, follow the show and help us continue to grow. We love that. So uh, this is uh, two shows in a row. That is just uh, the Three Amigos And uh, I want to say what's up to my three amigos, so I'm going to start by saying what's up to the rabbi, the one who keeps us all knowledgeable. What's up, Rabbi Shonda?
1: What's up, everybody?
0: She is our wise sage on the show. We love her. We love her. And I'm going to say what's up to the man to my left, the one who continuously helps me stir this pot. Say what's up, Steph. What up, now? (laughs) <laughs> it's good to have y'all with me It's good to have y'all with me Hopefully uh, the next show after this Lauren to be back um, She's been having some things going on But we miss her So I'm not going to give her a want-want today But uh, if she ain't here for the next one She's getting a want-want um, Topic for the day Ties and offering Are we doing them correctly Or are we misinterpreting how we should be doing tithes and offering? I'm going to start with you, Rabbi, because you know I always start with you because you got some wise, sage words. So go right ahead.
1: Well, let's just dive right into it. I think for um, the most part, we have been doing it wrong. All right. Um, Tithing was an agricultural tax. It was for Israel. Okay, it was a tithe that was paid to the Levites. And when the children of Israel had to travel long distances to give their tithes, they were allowed to exchange it for money, but it was never designed to be money because the new Testament leaders were required to work. So yeah, I think we've done it wrong a little bit.
0: All right.
2: Steph, definitely be doing it wrong. Um, People believe that you're supposed Today, people believe that you're sewing into a building, and Jesus said it's for the church. When He talks about the church, church is not a building; it's the people. And if if it's not being towards the people, who is
0: which creates the body, then it's being done wrong. Amen, amen. Well, I guess we got a consensus. Um, And it's funny because I'm gonna kind of break this down. Um, When I was doing research on this topic and uh, I was reading scriptures that pastors, this was a site that told scriptures that pastors should use for their congregation. And they still doesn't talk about ties the way we talk about it. Um, Because when I think of ties and offerings, I think of giving a 10th of what you earn and sowing that back into the church. Um, So if you make $200 a week, you should get a church $20. If you make $2,000 a week, you should get a church $200, whatever it may be. And that's how you've been, were supposed to do it. And you be, and, and that was just your timing offering was something else. You know, if you had a guest speaker, you gave a love offering, you had building fund offerings and things like that. So um, if you really start to then do and dive into the history and the research, um, you will find out that, it has been doing wrong and Shonda said it just the way I would have said it because of the, the, it was to support the Levites who were, were not required to work at all. And they had to take care of their family, feed their family. So, all right. The first question I guess is why have we been doing it wrong? And why haven't we changed?
1: I think one of the reasons why we've been doing it wrong is because the church has gone into debt as they have spoken to the people that we should not do. They built the temples in the Old Testament. They chopped down the trees. They, you know, they they carried the brick. They built it. They didn't go into debt to do so. Now we have these wonderfully air-conditioned, thank God for air-conditioning, elaborate <laughs> edifices. Especially you from
0: a southern church, you know. Listen, and it's a whole a, different heat.
1: Our church, you know, could hold 5,000. There was air blowing everywhere, so we didn't have one of those hardwood floors with no air.
0: I know God, we God, we in debt my either. God. No, I got you.
1: <laughs> and, but churches <clears throat> have gone into debt, trying to maintain, uh, the status, and An be attractive, right to the world. And you've got to pay that off. So now we are requiring things that were never biblically required to save face. But in order to fix any situation, you have to first admit that you've done it wrong.
0: And you said that before. Yeah. And admitting that you're wrong is typically one of the hardest things to do. Steph?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, you look at the city of Detroit. It's a church on every street. But the communities are in ruins. If it's for the people and you're actually tithing and giving offerings to the church and the church isn't using it for the people, they're using it for their own personal gain. The people that are high up are, are driving vehicles that majority of the congregation can't afford. When they're living lavished, when they're actually supposed to be servants to the people, it's being done wrong. Right? It's apparent right there. It's being done wrong, and so people are. Uh, uh, it's pounded into people. Haven't seen it as much, but it's still some people that talk about like the prosperity. Uh, preachings and things like that, to where everything is about prosperity. You give this and you get this back. You give this and you get this back. You get more by giving from your heart than actually giving in a dollar amount, mm-hmm. because God said He judges the heart. If you gave something and your heart wasn't there, but you gave it to to get a gain back, I'm gonna give a thousand, and I'm hoping I get this ten thousand. It's, it's extremely unlikely Just like they do Those little bots Or whoever they do on Instagram I could turn that 500 to 5,000 If you saw the scam like that You probably wouldn't do the exact same thing But if you give And the Holy Spirit was on your heart Or whatever a God was on your heart And said I want you to sow this I know you have it to give I want you to sow this Into this ministry Or sow this into this To this family Because giving to the family Is uh, giving to a family That are in the church, mm-hmm. or have a, a, a relationship with God through Christ Jesus, is the exact same thing as as you know sowing into the church. Sowing into the church are people, communities, families, things like that. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it should be done. Yes.
0: Amen. So <laughs> I believe that um, we've been doing it wrong because it's profitable to do it wrong if people believe that they should be given a certain amount. And it's funny because, and Shonda, you would know this as well, because you're an elder, so you've been in some of those meetings, that only about 20% of the congregation faithfully, quote-unquote, tithes right. at church, um, 15 or 20% is paying all the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the other 80% that give sporadically or when they can, and things like that. So it's not profitable then to turn around and just tell the people, give what you is on your heart to give, because I think you feel as though they won't give as much. Cause if you got people at your church making quarter of a million dollars a year, they're probably and they're faithful tithers and they're giving their ten percent. They believe that that's twenty five thousand dollars. From that one person. If that person says, Oh, I can just, you know, if the Lord put on my heart, well, this year he only put on my heart to give 10 to the church. That's a loss of $15,000. Right. So if you keep people thinking they have to give a certain way, then it's profitable for the church in the long run. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think that we, um, why it has been easier for the church to not want to um say anything and change when it comes to that right um so let me ask you this then we all said why we think it hasn't changed do you think it will change now that more people are starting to get deeper into the work cuz you hear these I hear these conversations now amongst people like you know even pastors now they a lot of churches you go to, they well, you still got the money line pastors. But you have a lot of pastors who's kind of like, well, you know, whatever the Lord puts on your heart to give, to give. Because they know now that people are kind of like, that temp don't sound, you know what I'm saying? I'm poor. Yeah. I'm I'm working poor. I work at McDonald's. I'm making 11 $12 an hour. I got two kids. Giving 10% of what I make could put me in a hole. Mm-hmm. But if I give $10 every time I come to church because I want to at least give something, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you, what was, I can't even remember what I asked the question. I don't you even. said, remember. do you think that'll change? Yeah. Do you think that'll change? Thanks, Steph.
1: Mm-hmm. I think since, I can't say post COVID because it's still here. Right but i think when it hit and america had to stay home that tithing system changed a lot of churches that shut down have not opened back up and i think that was i think that was great okay i think that 80 20 um, example you just gave I think that's the plumb line. Like, why is the 20% with all the wealth? I think this is the same way with America. Oh, yeah. Why is the 20% with all the wealth not taking care of, of the rest of the people? You can't. The poor people are trying their very best to be supportive and to be a part of uh, the ministry. There are some of them that just don't have it. Why not use this example? Why not take some of the, the tithe and take care of the people who are having trouble tithing in the first place.
0: Now you talking something different there. This Elder. is the
1: apostolic church where everybody had, nobody was lacking because everybody brought what they had.
0: To but make sure nobody lacked.
1: Exactly. That's so that's what they example. did. That's
0: what they did with their tithes and offering. What those people were giving was giving offerings and tithes and they took that and redistribute it to everybody. That sounds like socialism, Shonda. Don't you go there. I don't want us to be considered to be Marxists and all these it's other words, these these cute words that are being thrown about that I absolutely have no clue. Well, I know what they mean because right. I read, but I don't know why they're coming up in in the church. Go ahead, Steph.
2: No, I mean, Shonda's right. When you, you create the pandemic, right? The pandemic is still, I mean, still present, but... It's not like it was when it first started. You strip away the building. It changed things. People had to be more personal. Now, God was able to be more personal with the people, right? So people were able to dive into the word a little more and see certain things for what it was. Um, And you really don't have it to where it's like people are, you know, creating money lines, things like that. So it strips that away. Now you have it to where people are back in the church. Their structure of the church is different now. Because the word has to be different. People don't want to just hear about prosperity right now. Right. The the world is still somewhat in certain areas shut down. Still things on the news.
0: Well, other countries are shut down. See, we don't even think about that as America.
2: Absolutely. Like, if you want to travel to another country, there's protocols you have to go through. Things are still different. You can't just have money lines right now. You have to actually give people the word. Those things, those prosperity preachings and things like that when nobody's there, you actually dry out the, the the fungi. I hate to say it, but the ones that create this this issue that we're talking about, the ones that were there just for every single week to, to get the money and to just shoot a couple words out for them to be able to take these deposits in, so to speak. Mm-hmm. When you shut that down and you shut the church down and people become more personal with God, because that's one thing the pandemic did. It brought people closer to God. Absolutely. And so now that changed things. So now it's not the exact same way. Mm-hmm. The churches that if it anything, it weeded those it, it weaned those out. It they literally got pushed to the side, the ones that were just about the money every single week. Well, they I even saw them.
0: I saw one of the well known T V evangelists had uh, talked about, now, just because this pandemic's going on, y'all make sure y'all still come with them envelopes and drop off what you're supposed to be dropping off because the church might be closed or the building might be closed, mm-hmm. but you still need to be given what God requires and expects you to give because if you don't, he can't fly in his jet.
1: You need to go to work. Paul said this. In his farewell message to the church that he pastored in Ephesus. He said, I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of the Lord himself, who said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. The things that were tithed in the Bible were the seed of the land, Fruit of the tree, every tenth animal of the herd or flock, corn, wine, oil, honey, the increase of the field, oxen, sheep, and consecrated holy things. Where is the money? I'm just asking. Where? Asking for a friend. (laughs) Do I believe we should give? Absolutely. I believe that we should give. I believe we should be helping. Uh, those who, who can't take care of themselves. I believe we should be taking care of the widows. I believe we should be helping single mothers. I believe that we should. But just to be paying for a building. Or, or just for to, a
0: lifestyle.
1: Right. Or for oh, for fax machines and, 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 and paper and uh, plane tickets. And it's to go to work.
2: A fax machine for paper to promote another money line.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on. We've got to do it differently. At what point do we think about the people we're fleecing? At what point do we do it? At what point do we actually get back to Bible basics?
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Bible says what? For the love of money is the root to all evil. So what you mean? When when they're going to stop, they ain't going to stop. Because for the love of money is what's called. See, I tell people the Bible doesn't say that Satan is the most evil. It says that for the love of money is the root to all evil. So it's that love of that coin, the love of that wealth, the love of that, that accessibility, the lifestyle. Um, I know we had did the, um, the podcast about the celebrity pastors. Um, we talked about Carl Luntz and these well-known, well, big name pastors that becomes intoxicating Mm -hmm. when you live in that lifestyle, when you're at these churches and, you know, you, you, you know, and things like that. So it's not, it's not, um, within their interest for the people to be knowledgeable. It is in their interest to people to be ignorant Ignorant. to this and continue to do it the way that they want them to do it. Unfortunately. And Mm -hmm. that's, you want to say something, Steph? No, I'm just, Oh, you just agreeing with me. But, um, yeah, so that's how I look at it. Um, so here is, um, this article I have found and it basically was just saying, um, you know, it was like, here's some scriptures that you can give the next time that is offering time. And some of the scriptures actually, I agree are good scriptures. Like one of them was second. Um, no, excuse me. It was, uh, Second Corinthians nine and seven, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver. We all, you know, we know that scripture, but then some of these scriptures kind of was like, you know, you're misinterpreting when it's talking about gifts and it's not talking about gifts of money, but gifts of your spirit giving Mm -hmm. back to the church. And that's what I'm talking about. Shonda, like to me is, if somebody I love that needs help calls me and says, I need to borrow $200. I need to borrow $600. Or do you have $200 to give me? Or do you have $600 to give me? If I know I'm <laughs> blessed enough to be able to give that to you and and not have any sweat off my back, that is a love offering from me to you. Right. I did it from a point of having to give and I'm doing it lovingly from the heart, not to loiter it over you, not to go and run and tell other people well, you know what I'm doing because it talks about even boasting right. when you give. So I do the, I'll do these things. Stefan, you you've done things that you don't talk about. I know you mentioned it once on a previous podcast, but what I'm saying is that those are ties and offerings when you get, when you help those people out that don't register on my yearly statement that the church gives me so I can, uh, get All my taxes and get your money back. Right.
2: right. Cause when you give from your heart, you don't get your money back.
1: I've never, this is not even to be self-righteous. It's just a fact. I've never used a tithing statement from a church for my taxes because I gave it. Like I gave it. This was the tithing offering. I'm not trying to benefit. From it. That's my choice for those of you who do. I'm not judging you. Do right. What you yeah, do.
0: you do what you do.
1: I'm just saying it It never even entered my mind to do it. Whenever I get the statements, I just throw them away. But that being said, rather than tithing the book of Acts in chapter 2, 44 through 45, what we just talked about, right. the early church lived a communal life so that everybody had everything. There were no tithes or offerings being taken right then. None. The only thing that was mentioned was the free will offering. That's what we should be given.
0: And, and, and it brings me to, and I brought this story up once before when I told you that the Lord that put on my heart, I think I brought this up on the podcast, Lord put on my heart an amount to give. Um, and I started giving it. And then when mm-hmm. I got to the bitter end, then a the check came and I wasn't tithing that looking for the check to come. Right. That came, but it was just to show a faithfulness of Brock. I want you to give this much. Right. No matter what. Whether you got it to give or not to give, I want you to give it. Right. And that last week I gave it, I didn't have to give, but I did it anyway. Right. And that's when I was blessed the way I was blessed. So God does these things to teach us lessons and to show us, but to manipulate us into making us believe that because there are churches who. They have certain areas of the church that you can't sit in if you are not a faithful tither. Mm -hmm. There are certain um, things that you cannot participate in at the church, i.e., we're not going to dedicate your child. Um, If we have a hall and you want to use the hall, because we say anybody at the church Mm -hmm. can use this hall if the dates are open, but because you aren't, or when you come to talk to me about the hall, uh, administrator at the church pulls out a book and says, well, you have not been tithing faithfully. So you cannot use this
1: space. I know somebody that that's happened to who called me to vent about it. And her feelings were really hurt. Like this is a space in my life where I can't afford to pay it. And she had some things said to her by, by a church administrator that broke her spirit.
0: And we don't realize that we break people's spirits when right. we do these type of things because we make it seem like is Jesus going to keep you out of heaven because you didn't give money to the church?
1: It's a heart issue. It's a heart issue and a budgetary issue. Because fiscally, if I don't have it, I just don't have it. If I make enough just to take care of my family the bills that I have. That's it. I'm waiting for the next two weeks to roll around. I can't give it. Or even maybe if I, maybe I do have it and it's just not in my heart to give it. It's a free will offering. You can't judge me because I'm not feeling free today. You give because you want to, Mm -hmm. you give because I love, I love the ministry or I love God. You can give to a person I can feel like, you know what? It's been on my heart to give this tithe, this tenth, to you. Whether it's a tenth of my time, money, food, whatever it is. It has happened to me.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. It's not supposed to be um, regimen Like you just said, if you can, when when you give from your heart, God has a process, right? It's like a program, like an on and off switch. It's like a computer. That's why people see certain people that may not even be in a church that are still blessed because they're doing things from their heart.
0: It's the exact same process. Amen. Now what's the, um, the scripture that talks about when Jesus set? cause I know they'll use that too. When Jesus sat and watched them give, um, and then the old woman gave
1: and, and he, the, her penny and he said that she's given more than all of you. Right. I think it was, was it a parable, parable of the penny or something. Yeah, a like
0: parable that. or something like that. But I've heard that used as a way to say, well, if you're not making enough, you can still give something. Mm-hmm. Um, and that becomes manipulation and uh, guilt tripping somebody.
1: Malachi chapter three bring all your tithe into the story. Will a man rob God? You know, how have you robbed with tithes and offering? And later on down in that, in that passage, it mentions the nations. That nation is Israel. But you're throwing it out in the congregation like it's for them today. You cannot, you cannot get rid of biblical context. You can't take away historical facts. You know, you can't take a scripture and make it mean what you want it to mean to manipulate the people you're talking to. You can't well I guess you could. If well, they, well they do they read, do it. Yeah,
0: they do it anyway. Right. And what and that goes back to just the ignorance of people. You know, the Bible says, study to show thyself approved, a good worksman who need not be ashamed, but rightly devise the word of truth. But we don't do that. We just go off of what people say. <laughs> Steph over here, you okay, bro? <laughs> um, no, but we just go off what people say and we just run with it. We just run with it. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's, and I think that's from a uh, Mark 12 and uh, 41 was the story that I was talking about <clears throat> with the old lady. So, um, so what, 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 what do we need to do to get um, like, I mean, other than doing this podcast, but what do we need to do to get this to, what can we do to cause change? I, Yes, is basically the question that I'm asking. Like, we see our little lot in our little spaces podcast that we've reached over, you know, in our 22 episodes. I think we've got over 1,300 listens or somewhere. You know, we we growing, we getting there, we getting there. But what can we do um, to put these things that we talk about like this into action to get it to really be understood? Like, when you talked about it being a, a free will offering mm-hmm. and it, that being understood as opposed, cause I think I've given this example before of I've given this example before of the, the nativity scene mm-hmm. where they have the wise men at the nativity scene and they weren't there right. when Jesus was born. Right. They didn't get to the house till later, but what we think is, is well, they, they, they drove down 75 <laughs> and drove to Beaumont. To go get Jesus. Right. So to see Jesus being born, instead of saying these people had to cross remote lands, and it might have took them a year or two or three to get there. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So what can we do to, to get this information out there? I'll start with you. Me? Yes, sir. <clears throat> we can do what we're doing right now. I mean, making it
2: more, making people more aware of it. Um, talking about our own personal experiences. A lot of times what I do is, is I i mean, if you want to really tie, I haven't, I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't <laughs> tithed in the church in a while.
0: Okay. And right, that, I that mean we appreciate I tithed, your honesty.
2: I haven't tithed in the church in a while. I always keep some money in my truck. So please don't break in it if you see it, but I always keep money <laughs> in my truck. He drives a nauseous one. I always keep money in my truck. And every time I see somebody on the corner, I take some money out and I give it to the people on the corner. If it's somebody that calls me about something, I give my time and resources a lot to people. Mm-hmm. To to like like Shonda said, we talked about um, when you talked about uh, you know around the older times where they leveled the playing field. Everybody right. had things. A lot of us have resources that we can help give to other people. That's still offering
0: your time.
2: And your resources or whatever your well, your time
0: is the most valuable thing you have because it's the only thing that you give that you cannot recoup.
2: Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. So it's a lot of things that we have that we can give to people. If you if if somebody's a tax professional and it's people that are having issues in the church with taxes, you don't think we talked about that you before? Giving your 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 professional um services to people that can't afford it or really need your help isn't the same as offering something monetary that somebody can actually pay for. And the church says, Hey, we need to pay for a tax professional, but they have a tax professional within the congregation. Mm -hmm. They can be using that exact same person. Right. A lot of times I have some resources that some people need as far as mechanical, electrical, anything that's building or construction. I'll lend my time to help people out to say, no, I'll come over there. I'll check it out. I did it today. I didn't ask for anything. I didn't want anything. Because me giving my time to help that person out was more rewarding. And God always supplies what I need. Right. We can start by doing things like that. Everything doesn't have to be monetary. Yes, the church lights need to stay on. Yes, the building needs maintenance. Yes, there are certain things, but there needs to be a building fund. We can tithe into the building. But then this one is a community fund. This goes into the community if people want to do so. If not, people need to really start getting Or maybe we shouldn't in operate
0: in debt, like Shonda said.
2: No, we definitely shouldn't operate in debt, but a building is no different than the house. Right. You still have to pay the lights. You still have to pay the gas. You still have to pay everything. If it's rent or if it's a mortgage, whatever right. it is. If people choose to come to the church and they want to be, if they like the church atmosphere, being at a building then they can be able to to offer what they want. Exactly. It offer. It yes. shouldn't be now listen. I know for a fact you are making 10 grand a month. You ain't giving us a thousand. Right. It shouldn't be like that. Right. It should be you give what you want to give into this. Right. Into this to this to this ministry or into whoever you feel like you want to sow into. If the Lord is putting in your heart. I want you to sow to this person right here. You can actually bless somebody. Yep. That really needs something and you can be missing that. So operate out of Thanks. God and not out of what man's dictations and things like
1: that. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Operate out of God. That's, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he always dropping them nuggets. He <laughs> dropped those nuggets. Go ahead, Shonda. So what do you think?
1: Um just live live the truth that we talk about when we're here. Um I always say you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Your truth makes you free. It might not free everybody else, you know, so it's just my job to live my truth and be free. It's my job to read God's word and understand it and do it. Not the way somebody else thinks it should be done, but through actual study and hermeneutics to understand the historical concepts and how things are really supposed to be. Who is
0: Herman and who is nudics? No, (laughs) I'm just playing.
1: I think we take scripture sometimes that, at face value, without going back to find that law of first reference. You read this one scripture, and now you're going to take it and drag it all the way out of one dispensation, out of one testament, into another one, like nothing ever happened. You can't do that.
0: Well, you can because they do do it. So you can't. You, you're not supposed to, no. but they do it anyway. Yeah. And, and that's where we run into issues. So let me ask you this. Do you think it's okay when you do give to somebody to say, "Well, I, I, I gave somebody six hundred dollars this week. That's my offering for the week, or maybe for the month."
1: Who, who mm. am I? Who am I telling it? No, no, I'm mean, no, no, I'm not, not, not out, <laughs> not
0: out doing? loud. I'm just oh, saying, okay. if you if you help somebody out, you bless them. I'm not saying verbal. I should have. I, apologize for that i'm usually more specific but you know you just normally you give say a hundred dollars a week to church i'm just saying but somebody came to you that really needed some money and you said all right i'm gonna get it to you you give them the money and then you don't tithe in the church for the next few weeks because you feel like well lord that was me doing something that you wanted me to do
2: so if you've allocated your budget and you said all right I've ran through my finances. This is a budget that I have to be a blessing to whom or whoever I want. And it's uh, if it's $600 like you just said, and usually you dole it out however you want, and then you find one person that you feel like you want to be a blessing to, and God put it on your heart to be a blessing to, that is fine. That's actually great. But if it's something that is regimented and you feel like, all right, This is now this is the cap. Every single week, I'm not giving any more than this. Then I begin I I believe that you begin to operate out of self and not operate out of God like we kind of talked about.
0: The id, as they would call it. Because one
2: thing I know about God, He operates in different ways and everything always changes. I try to make myself available. So whatever it is, I want to catch the blessing. So if God has something for me to bless somebody in a different way, everything isn't always monetary. Everything is not that. Maybe it's somebody that's a hoarder and they just need your time to help them clean out a garage or clean out a home or, or, or you can go on your community. If your community needs help, are you picking up trash in your community? I'm pretty sure it's a lot of people that come around and they pick up the trash in the community to beautify their community.
0: Yeah. You sent, was that you who sent the video in our group chat? About Detroit starting to crack down on that? No, nope, that wasn't me. But see, okay.
2: that's awesome. Because just those different things can change the outlook of the community. Right. It's a it's many different ways that you can give, but I don't believe that that's wrong. I, that I, think, I, think, well,
0: I think I asked the question the wrong way okay. when I heard your answer. Maybe the way I asked. Just meaning like, all right, for instance, and I'll ask it because it's something your answer sparked this does it always have to be monetary? Like, because I said earlier that the most valuable thing that you have is your time Mm -hmm. and you offering your time can be more valuable than any type of money. Because a lot of people might have to be typically pay for what you're providing. Like you said, Steph, you'll go to a church Mm -hmm. and give them some free advice. This is what you need to do. Or wait, Oh, I know what this is. I can do this for you real quick. You do it. Might take you a half an hour, and then the pastor, will be like, how much I owe you? And you be like, no, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. That was your time, though. You normally charge for your time. Absolutely. You you get what I'm saying? So Absolutely. my thing is is does does the offering always have to be the way that we're taught and trained that it has to be? Meaning, F. I bless somebody the way I bless them, whether it be with money, whether it be with time, is that okay? When somebody comes to you and be like, uh, like treat you like a number in the book and then say, well, you're not giving this to the church. And then you say, well, you don't know what I've given to people in this church that need it, that you probably didn't know that they needed. Right. Cause it's at least three people that I didn't pay their mortgage for three months.
2: I mean, the, the pastor, he's giving you his gift and you're giving monetary, right? The pastor's giving you a word mm-hmm. for you to even go to church that Sunday. He's giving you a word and then you sow into the church. He's giving you something that's not monetary. He's leading you to the word, mm-hmm. right? He's giving you examples of the word so you can apply it to your life. What gifts do you have? What gifts do I have? What gifts do you have, B? And I said to Sean, I said it to Brock, I said it to myself that we can apply. That's not just monetary. Right. Right? Because the church is giving a word that, that they obviously studied during that week that the Holy Spirit put on them to, to you know, give that that portion to the, to the congregation, and they're giving monetary. So what gifts do we have to give that are not just monetary, that we can give back right. to the church?
1: I agree. I absolutely tithe more than 10% of my time. Every single day.
2: 100%. <laughs> so,
1: every single day. I've sat with people for hours, okay, and listened to them and shared the wisdom and word of knowledge with them. I've also given money. I think it just depends on the situation. I think people should give money into their ministries, a free will offering. I don't think <clears throat> anybody should tell an individual how much they should be giving. If you're not a Levite, a job is your portion. The church is not required to take care of you. And you don't become a Levite just because you're a preacher, a pastor, a teacher. You know, some people feel like just because you we're part of the Levite staff, they call their ministers the Levites. <laughs> don't do that. They were the only ones.
0: That were not required to work.
1: The only ones that the were only required one. to work. So everybody else... Go to work. You know what I mean? Go to work. The church shouldn't be buying your car, paying your car note, paying your mortgage or anything like that. And if you are of such that you are unable to work for any type of disability, then go ahead on and retire for a minute. Now, you
0: you 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 really getting into some pockets. Now, nah, Shonda dropping some dime dimes. I had to almost pause for a minute to think about <laughs> that one. But, no, I, I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, we... Offer up so much of our time and so much of the other things. But back to even what you talked about with the, the first church, the apostolic church, when they were given everything to make sure people were out, w- that people didn't go without. Part of that was their time. Oh, I till my land. Mm-hmm. Peter was a fisherman. Yep. They would go out and collect fish and make sure everybody eat, ate. Jesus fed them before the um the crowds and things like that, which I sent a funny picture yesterday. <laughs> Changed the subject. I sent the funny picture yesterday on, on Twitter. It showed I don't know if you ever saw that picture of that woman who looked like she was behind Popeyes with her head in her lap. Um and this was like when the chicken sandwiches was like at oh, their peak. She like <laughs> and she, she in exhausted. the back of the building like looking like she was exhausted. Yeah. And somebody has put, posted that picture in the butt of the picture and said Jesus after he made those five thousand fish okay. dinners <laughs>
1: <laughs> I right
0: now. <laughs> but uh I just had to throw that in there for some levity. But no, I mean, but no, you 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 contribute these things and and you not don't have to necessarily promote it, but like you said, I agree that you should promote um tithe into your ministry. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that where I sit in a church should matter about how much money I give.
1: Or Or if I need help, it shouldn't matter that I haven't been able to tithe. I need.
0: This isn't a savings and loans where I pump in and now I'm coming for. uh, Um, you know, I I need to withdraw some money. Do I need to fill out a slip? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because if that's the case, this how much money I've tithed. In twenty years,
1: let me get that.
0: Let me get that. I'm gonna need that back. Yeah. Run, <laughs> How much? Run me my coin. <laughs> all that. All that right, right. there. About uh, that carry the two, right. add the one, <laughs> plus three. I need all that back. If it's if we gonna operate like that, right? But we're not looking to operate like that because if somebody's coming to the church and telling you what they need, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they ain't been tithing and offering for a long time.
1: You don't get here. Without a struggle leading you to this point. Right. Like, okay, I'm I'm finally, okay, they about to put me out. Right. I got to say something. Most people wait until they know the need is so great that you're not going to say no. Right. You know, they wait until it's so bad to say anything. Like, if I don't shame, get this money. Weird, yeah, right. like, I look, I got the notice on my door. Why didn't you say something? Yeah. Like, 30 days ago because they're battling shame, fear, and guilt. You know, it would be easier for me to come to you if they about to drag my car away because now I I, I can't deal with my pride right now. They're going to take the car, and chances right. are your heart would be more tender. Come on, people. We got to do this differently. We just got to do it different.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I agree. No, I think this was a great discussion. I know we were all on the same page, but I think this was a great discussion. Um, so we're going to go ahead and close it out. So uh, we're going to start with the closing, as we always do. Ladies first. Ooh, ladies first. Ladies first. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you never heard that song? No. You know that song, Shonda? Yes. See, we, we're a little bit older than Stefan. Go ahead, Shonda.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm going to close with this. It's it's funny how um, pastors who insist that Malachi's verses on tithing apply must apply to them, do not insist that other Old Testament provisions should also apply to them. Deuteronomy 21, 18 through 21, commanded the ancient Israelites to stone their stubborn children to death. So our tithe-receiving pastors and ministers then prepared to stone their own children to death because of that biblical verse. We have to be careful how we present the word of God. We have to be careful how we use the word, that we're using it as a tool and not a weapon of manipulation just because we want to keep heaping money on ourselves. It is not the size of the bank account that tells how blessed a ministry is. It is how happy and how satisfied and how fat that congregation is with the word of God that speaks more of the blessings. So if we're not using our resources to take care of the people who are funneling in these resources. We have already missed the mark and you will soon find yourself like carrying a bag with a hole in it. So we've got to get this thing right before it's too late.
0: Hold on. nah. She just dropped the uh... go ahead. Steph, get them, get them, Steph, get them. Get him Kill him with the shoulders Kill him with the shoulders <laughs> Thank you Thank you Good I love y'all man. Oh shoot Go ahead Steph That was good Shana. Very good
2: It's funny he was gonna play a song Cause I was gonna sing give it really won't come back to you <laughs> I remember that. Fresh dog Shake it together Run it over
0: Steph really You <laughs> got we the- own
1: one today I love
0: oh, you need does that get you going? <laughs> that makes me point at the people I wanted to talk. time.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, in all honesty, uh, all honesty <laughs> excuse me, um, I can say for my life, you got to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you on uh, um, making decisions. Don't make decisions uh, seeking a reward or seeking validation. Do things from your heart. If somebody is struggling, somebody needs something, doesn't always have to be monetary. It shouldn't put you in a pinch. Something that you do should be given freely and it shouldn't be um, exhausting to you. Sometimes giving your time could be exhausting. Sometimes even giving uh, resources. If it's money, if it's if it's a struggle, even giving money. And some sometimes money is something that's even hard for you to give or you see that there's some roots in you that you like money or certain things like that. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to work those things out of you that you can actually do things for the kingdom because we're supposed to be um, um, outlets and receptacles of uh, the kingdom. So you have to be used in those ways. So I try to make myself available. Shauna said the exact same thing. Brock has said the exact same thing. So in order to be a receptacle, you have to allow the power to transfer from you to other people. So whatever you have, whatever resources you have, you can give those things. It doesn't have to be an exhaustion like I just said, but just small things. If you see people on the street and you're struggling and you can tell that somebody needs something, I mean, just be a blessing to them. Even if it's 10 bucks, I I, I probably, if something is on your heart, I probably should give this person 10 bucks. No, they probably don't need it. No, just give it to them. If you feel like they need it or if you feel like somebody needs some of your time, what's going on with you? Somebody at your job, i just seen a buddy of mine's, and he uh, has a daughter. And I see how he interacts with his daughter. And he was teaching her how to brush her teeth. And he's always with her, doing things like I feel like a model dad should. So I paid him a compliment. And he was actually appreciative of the compliment. He's like, bro, I appreciate you seeing that and saying something. Small things like that are a bigger reward for some people to where they can be acknowledged for certain things. And, um, I mean, just a lot of Holy Spirit to guide you. So, that, I mean, that's pretty much all I can say.
0: Amen, amen, amen. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to give a little show secret. Um, When we restarted the show, it was going to be me, Stephan and Vince, and then Stephan and Vince had a falling out, and then – and Lauren was with us too – and then Shonda, I kept asking her to kind of fill in. And then she became a show regular because we love her to death. And then, um, Lauren, and you know, it, it's kind of worked out with the dynamic because I feel like we complement each other as well and things like that, whether it's four of us, five of us, three of us, or however that episode turns out. But the thing is, is that nobody who comes out here and does this podcast with me is getting paid. They are doing an offering of their time. This is our ministry. This is our tithe and our offering given back to you, the listeners of this. We are trying to instill things into you to build you up, to lift you up. Our time is the most precious thing that we have to give. And when we record these episodes, we record two episodes a Saturday and then we send post them week by week. So we've already this is our second show that we've done after we recorded the previous podcast before this. And that means sometimes that we're here three, four, five hours and I know they get tired. I try to bring snacks and drink, but they are giving me their time and I appreciate that. So when you think about the things that people give to you, that is a blessing. The number one thing that you guys have given to me is your time. I appreciate that. And think about that when you're tithing and offering and helping people out. So with that being said, I just want to say to you all, thank you for listening to The Road to Damascus, where it's not about the road, it's about the journey. Until next time, thank you and God bless.